Hey there, thanks for listening to Live in the Abundant Life. I'm Jenny Schmidt, and it's my prayer that together we become more fully alive, alive to the abundant life of Christ in us. I wanted to take some time today to look at what fuels us, what drives our thoughts and our actions. We have to be honest with ourselves and God and others if we really want to grow. I think that we're primarily fueled by fear or love. Maybe it's oversimplifying, but I think for the most part, we can see how our thoughts and actions are fueled by one of these two realities. So because I'm a mom of little kids, I watch a lot of Disney movies. So I have two examples of what it looks like when we're fueled by fear versus love, thanks to Disney. So bear with me. So let's take Moana. Her dad is the chief of the tribe, and he is fueled by fear. He holds his daughter back from pursuing her passion for the water. You want to say it's a father's love that causes him to limit and control her, but in fact, it's fear. Fear of the past repeating itself. He literally experienced the loss of a friend because of the ocean. He's afraid of the danger and the unknown of the ocean. Fear fuels his actions to control his daughter. Yet on the other hand, the grandmother, Moana's grandmother, she knows the same reality of the past, but is fueled by love. She encourages Moana to chase her dreams and discover the unique things she was made for. This brings Moana life and courage and propels her into destiny. It's so convicting as a parent to consider what drives my emotions and actions towards loved ones. Am I being fueled by fear or love? Okay, here's another good one. Frozen. Look at Elsa. She is fueled by fear for most of the movie, which causes her to disguise, hide, and isolate herself. When she does unleash her power, she's still scared, and she creates a very cold disaster. Her fear leads her to harm and brokenness, shame, and isolation. However, when she discovers that fueling her thoughts and actions by love, love for her sister, instead of fear, she creates life, flourishing springtime instead of frozen winter. Everything around her becomes beautiful and the people around her thrive when she is fueled by love. So I think they offer us really good examples and stark contrast of what it looks like when we're fueled by fear versus love. In both scenarios, there's a massive impact for both the individual and the people around them when they're fueled by fear or love. Fear creates destruction, isolation, and regret, while love creates life and unity and fulfillment. So what about you? What are some areas in your life where you tend to be fueled by fear? So for me, it may be my kid's future or um, not being successful at work or in areas of our marriages. Um, There's so many aspects of our life. It could be health-related. I have a history of breast cancer in my family. It's easy to be fueled by fear as I think about my future and my health. Scripture says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1.7. I'll read it again. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. I really appreciate the sound mind comment because we're not, we're not crazy. We don't have to live with this torment in our mind, um, controlling and terrified of the future because of what the world around us says. We can live with a spirit of love and power because of Christ in us. You see, in Christ, we're new creations, and we're designed to run off the all-consuming, immeasurably powerful love of Christ. For me, it's helpful to like 
consider an everyday example that'll kind of trigger truths for me. So let's pretend we're talking about fueling up a car. So imagine you're a high-end sports car, and every time you pull up to the gas station of life circumstance or relationships, we're offered this choice. We can gas up with fear or love. Imagine if we put diesel fuel in our engines. The car could run for a short distance, but eventually the wrong fuel will destroy the engine and impair its functionality to the point that it breaks. But when we put that clean, burning, high-octane premium gas in our sports car, it purrs like a kitten and runs forever. What we put in our tanks, what we choose to run our lives off of, directly impacts our functionality and performance. We aren't trying, listen, as Christians, we are not trying to drive better on bad gas. We need to put the right gas in our engines so the natural outcome is high performance, is righteousness, wholeness, holiness. We are designed by God to run off of love. Physiologically, our bodies were not designed to handle stress. We break. We get sick. We literally break down under stress and fear. I love this quote by Craig Rochelle. You can't defeat what you haven't defined. It's important to identify the times that we choose the wrong gas and fuel up with fear instead of love and the effect of that choice. We can't win battles we're not aware of. So it's important to identify when am I tempted to run off of fear in my life? We know that fear limits us from enjoying the promises of abundance and the fruit of the spirit that Christ purchased for us. We close off, we shut down, we hide. We are unable to receive from God and others when we're afraid. We have those tight, white-knuckled fists. Fear is a roadblock to relationship, and it limits us from living the abundant life that God promised us. When we're fueled by fear, what it looks like in the natural, it looks like being controlling and negative, and disgruntled, unforgiving, unsettled, kind of chaotic, isolated, ashamed, disappointed, hidden from others. Looks like feeling uninvited or left out, or being easily offended. I think that some of these fears that fuel behavior like that is fear of missing out or being passed over or not mattering, fear of bad things happening to people we love, fear of the past repeating itself, fear of lack, fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, fear of being found out that we're really not as great as we want everyone to think we are. What are your fears? What are the fears that create um, that behavior that make you want to hold on to things with white knuckles or tend to make you get easily offended or disappointed in yourself or um, isolated and, pu- and pulling back from others. It's important to take a minute to identify what are the fears that we struggle with and how these fears affect the people around us. When we're fueled by fear, we go into hiding, feeling the weight of disappointment, shame, and regret. We isolate ourselves from God and others. We feel like we're dying on the inside, but not trying to let anyone see. But love, it drives us towards God and others. It lightens our loads and refreshes us from the inside out, and everyone can see it. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I love that perfect love drives out fear. I just see God like 
I just see him chasing down our fears, our lies, the temptations to believe the enemy's power over our future or our loved ones. And I just see the Lord just chasing it down with sword and hand saying, get away from my daughter, from my people. We do not have to be controlled by fear. It does not have to direct our lives. It doesn't have to fuel us. We only empower fear when we agree with it. When we say, you know what? This has legitimacy. Maybe this fear trumps God's word, his promise over my life. That's when all of a sudden it begins to fuel us and take authority in our lives. So what does it look like to be fueled by love instead? It looks like being authentic and trusting. It's a lot calmer. It looks like hope and generosity. Love includes others. It looks like boldness and confidence. It looks like being energized instead of exhausted. I love um, Lisa Tyker says, fear only has as much access to our hearts as we allow it. So again, are we allowing fear to drive us forward and fuel us day in, day out? The way we think, the way we react, the way we pray, are we constantly have that, um, I don't know, I feel like for me, it's like my heart is just kind of racing and everything is just, all my senses are alert and tense when I realize that I'm being fueled by fear. But love looks like rest and peace and exhales and calmness. And the best of me comes out when I'm fueled by love because it's Christ, right? It's Christ in us. Um, That's what love looks like on display. So one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 91. I love David as a psalmist because he's so honest and authentic with God. He doesn't think he has to come to God with these perfect prayers. Thank goodness, none of us have to or can all the time. But he comes to God and he shares his heart and he shares his faith. And he says, God, this is who I know that you are. And I think that these songs to God, they just fill him with belief and courage in the midst of really trying circumstances. So Psalm 91 is all about how... David proclaims that he is safe and secure in the Lord. Um, I want to just read it to you in the Passion Translation. Psalm 91. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. And he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. And you can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. We live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place. We will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. 
You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence, even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. I find hope to counteract my fears in verse 13 when he says, you will trample every dark power beneath your feet. And I find reminders of the perfect love of God expressed for me in verses 4 and 15 when he talks about how his massive arms are wrapped around me, protecting me, and how he'll be my glorious hero. Wow, my hero fights for me in every circumstance, empowering me to trample over the fiercest darkness. What an incredible promise. What an incredible passage of scripture in Psalm 91. When I read this psalm, fear dissipates in light of the truth of how God loves me. We can live a life fueled by love rather than fear when we abide in this all-consuming love of God. So how do we abide? We lean into his presence through worship, prayer, journaling, or reading his love letter to us, the scripture. I think the more conscious we are of our union with Christ, like he describes in John chapter 15, the more we live fueled by love. Apart from Christ, there is so much to fear and hide from and cling desperately to and try to control. But the more we understand and truly believe that we are known, accepted, and completely loved by a good and powerful Father, that we're in union with Christ every day in every circumstance, suddenly we can live free, free to love and be loved. This is my prayer, and this is my prayer for you this week. Just exhale into God's massive arms around you and fuel up with his love for you. There is no greater love than to lay down your life for another, and that's exactly what Christ did for us. And what love to offer up his only son for sinful people like us, and that's what our Heavenly Father did. Believe and receive the perfect love of God today and find yourself safe and secure and free from fear. Have a great day. Thanks for listening today. I'd love to close with this prayer that Paul prayed over the Ephesian church. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and deep and high is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God, not to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Have a great day.